welcome to another episode of the Well Actually podcast. Uh, so I wanted to do some quick housekeeping for the podcast. Uh, so in addition to the wellactuallypod.com, you can like us on Facebook and you can follow on Instagram and Twitter as well. And now the show is streaming on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. I didn't even know what Stitcher was, but we're on that. So shout out to Stitcher and everyone stitching. Uh, Apple Podcast is taking a little bit longer, but we're getting there. Uh, so I reached out to some people uh, for their honest and unfiltered assessments of the pod so far. Uh, so I just wanted to thank them, first of all, for agreeing to do it. And I also want to thank the people who just offered their opinions anyway. But yeah, so some were good, some bad, some inappropriate. I don't know. But yeah, so I'm just going to read some of them to you. And please, going forward, if you have any uh, feedback, I'd really love to hear it. And I might even read them during the pod. But yeah, so we have some of them here. Uh, the first one says, it was a good effort. I want you to sound more confident. I'm trying, yeah, but yeah, I, I understand. Um, I'm working on that. Uh, second one, you actually have a nice voice for radio. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. Next one, you have a face for radio. Wow. That, that, that wasn't nice. That wasn't nice. Uh, when do the interesting episodes start? Wow. Thanks, Mom. Uh, the next person says, Why do you know all these things? So, yeah, I get that a lot because I seem to have this uh, knowledge base for things that most people don't really care about. <laughs> so that was sort of like the genesis of the podcast in that regard. But, yeah, I'll... I'm, I'm working on that as well. And next one says, I didn't realize one person could talk about the Grammys for that long. Honestly, I didn't realize that either until I just kept going and and one thing just led to another. All right, but my bad, I guess. Uh, the next one says, J. Cole is definitely underrated. Thank you. Someone actually said something about the content. But yeah, I think he's underrated as well. And yeah. Hopefully he gets his due coming up soon. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. And please, if you do have any comments, feedback, or questions for the podcast, or maybe even some suggestions, please feel free to contact us at The Well Actually Pod. That's on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter, The WA Pod. All right, we'll be right back. So I wanted to get into uh, something pretty topical and March is Women's History Month and March 8th uh, was International Women's Day and International Women's Day is basically a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. And But before I get into like the specifics of what I wanted to discuss on this, I want to take some time to talk about the the what about squad and in this case it's the well what about international men's day squad and 
it kind of proves that you're more interested in derailing the current conversation rather than talking out of genuine concern because a simple Google search would have shown you that International Men's Day was November 19th and yeah so uh, you're 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 not looking real good here with regards to this what about but moving on to the main attraction here uh, I wanted to discuss the female candidates uh, who are running for president on the Democratic ticket so we have a wide open field uh, because Hillary Clinton said she will not be running in 2020 so I just want to give you some of the the nominees for this uh, for this election cycle and we have Kamala Harris the former Attorney General of California and current Senator of California uh, Kirsten Gillibrand a US Senator from New York Amy Klobuchar US Senator for Minnesota Elizabeth Warren a US Senator from Massachusetts uh, Marianne Williamson an independent uh, she's an activist whose uh, whole premise is uh, humanitarian values over economic values and then we have Tulsi Gabbard uh, she's a congresswoman from Hawaii who was the first Samoan American Hindu member of Congress and another thing to point out here is that all of these candidates are younger than your presumptive frontrunners i.e. Bernie Sanders who is 77 Joe Biden, who's 76, and Mike Bloomberg, who is 77. All right, moving on to something else that's pretty topical. Uh, shout out to everybody dealing with daylight saving time. No, no S. Actually, it's just daylight saving, not savings. Yeah, clock sprang forward so that we could get one more hour of sunlight. And I guess it's pretty good that we still have the sun out at like 7 p.m., which was a welcome change. But I, I was wondering, like, what do people who were actually working at the time, like, how did they experience it? Like, do they like that it was one hour difference, like one hour less? Because I remember being on the other side where in November, I had to work the extra hour because the clocks fell back. That, that was not fun at all. I don't remember if we got paid for that extra hour or if, yeah I, I need to talk to somebody about that but yeah that's that's something that really had everybody like zombies just because that extra hour you don't realize just how much it means I think I made it to church I'm not sure but yeah also I wanted to talk so normally we have these uh we have these really in-depth and social issues where it's just it's important dialogue and yeah this this one next one isn't one of those no no not 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 at all so a Tennessee man was accused of dipping his testicles in a customer salsa not not in a restaurant so uh, all you people who use these Uber Eats and DoorDash or whatever, you might want to take a listen to this. So his quote for this was, 
this is what you get when you give an 89 cent tip for an almost 30 minute drive. Yeah, that, that was it. So he was charged with a class C felony for adulteration of food. I, I think that that classifies as adulteration of food. So the, like, I have so many questions here because like, first of all, how did we find out about this? And I'm sure some of you might have had that question too. Glad you asked. So he recorded himself doing this thing. Yeah, recorded it. That's not the worst part. Like that's bad, but that's not the worst part. The worst part is that he posted that video on Facebook. Like what? What is what is up with this dry snitching that's going? Where unprovoked, unwarranted, and you're just putting your felonies out there? Like what? Wh what is your problem? But yeah, he he's seen dipping his nuts in the salsa and went and then the worst part is he wasn't even the delivery guy like so now you've messed it up for your boy that you're probably riding shotgun with and because he's no longer working with the company they fired him and he went to go deliver it and i can't even imagine what the customer must have felt like because you just ordered your food from a mexican restaurant just trying to get it in and next thing like you got nuts you didn't order but yeah so like i said he was charged with a classy felony but he pled guilty to a lesser charge misdemeanor assault and offensive touching and he almost messed it up for himself again because when he got to court uh, his plea deal was almost revoked because he kept laughing during the court appearance so this is clearly someone who has not learned his lesson but yeah so i'm sure this will make you rethink that next uber eats order but like all i've really heard people complaining about is like the driver maybe eating some of your fries or or a wing is missing but yeah this this is a bit different i i would definitely say that this is this will have you looking at everything sideways all right so we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll be right back So uh, I wanted to talk about something I saw recently. It sort of like alluded to the fact that time or our perception of time may be shrinking to the point that an hour sort of feels shorter than it used to, or it might impact how we see events that occurred a while ago. And something that sort of like galvanized the whole thing for me was when I saw that Fetty Wap's Trap Queen came out five years ago and you don't even realize just how long ago that was. So it made me take a deeper look into other songs, movies, TV shows that came out around that time that sort of like defined the period and might make it easier to ground ourselves in what actually occurred five years ago, which in this case was 2014. So like I said, uh, Trap Queen came out in 2014 it was actually recorded in 2013 and it charted in 2015 
has like over 600 million views on YouTube. So it was a pretty big deal for Fetty Wap. And that was also the year of Happy by Pharrell, which was just the most annoying song because it was on the radio so much. I think it ended up being like the number one song of the year. It was like number one for like 10, 11 weeks in a row, which even made it more annoying. And then we had Dark Horse by Katy Perry and Juicy J, which is like the most random pairing ever. But again, that was five whole years ago. And then All of Me, John Legend, that came out in 2014. And that was like the official wedding song of that year. I can't believe it's already been five years. Then the most uh, ironic song of the year, Loyal with Chris Brown and Lil Wayne, but yeah. Uh, that came out five years ago. And then that was a big year for Sam Smith. So that's when he had Stay With Me, Not The Only One, and Latch uh, with Disclosure. He had a pretty big year in 2014. And then, uh, yeah, we also had Iggy Azalea. She had Fancy come out that year. Yeah, I, I think she's trying to make a comeback now. I'm not so sure if people are ready for that. And last but not least, it was the summer of Bobby Shmurda. I'm not, I'm not even sure if I, I can say like free Bobby because I'm not really sure what he did. And just in case he might deserve to be in there, but I'm, I'll just say it was a hot song. All right, so I'm going to move on to some movies. Uh, first, we had American Sniper. That was Bradley Cooper before he fell in love with Lady Gaga. In a Star Is Born or Offset, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. Then it, uh, it was a big year for Marvel movies, but at this point, isn't like every year a big year for Marvel movies? So that was the year we got the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, side note, uh, James Gunn was recently reinstated as the director for Ga Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And I think they just waited till the whole Captain Marvel, uh, uh, I guess, that once that came out and there was like the publicity for the new Avengers trailer and the Spider-Man, they just snuck that in there and just hoped it would blow over. And then Captain America Winter Soldier, which is a top three Marvel movie by anybody's measurements. It was, that was a really good one. And, and okay, Interstellar came out in 2014. So I, I'm wondering, is like five years enough for us to like come together as a community and say we didn't quite understand a lot of it? I mean, I get it, yeah, it's like time and space and all that, but it was cool. I mean, it's okay to admit you didn't quite get it. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm definitely not. Oh, and then this should be in the horror category. Gone Girl, that came out in 2014. And this was when uh, I understood this proverb that says, after God, fear women. Yes. This was, yeah, she, th this is this was a horror movie in my estimation. I don't know how y'all saw that, but yeah, it was, it was horror. Well thought out horror. And then uh, we had Lucy which somehow made over a hundred million dollars that year. I'm not even sure how, 
but it was the movie where Scarlett Johansson basically turned into a USB cord or USB stick. And yeah, that I'm not sure how that movie got made, but I I'm sure I think at some point they were actually thinking about a sequel. I'm not sure if that's still in the works. And then uh, who can forget uh, Exodus? where the movie where they whitewashed Egypt and it was a colossal failure and yeah I think that was just karma right there because I think they didn't have like a single black person in the cast or among the ruling class at least and yeah nobody was standing for that I think the budget was north of 100 million and it made like 40 million total like yeah no that we're not we're not accepting that and then it was also the year of like the vigilante so we had the equalizer denzel and that turned out to be pretty good it spawned a sequel i think that actually made over 100 million the first one did and that was that was pretty impressive for denzel and we also got john wick and i'm kind of surprised like that a movie that grossed that low like john wick the original one only made 43 million and yet the third part is coming out this year so I guess there was like a cult following of the first one because the second one, the gross actually doubled, more than doubled in fact, to like 90 something million dollars. So they clearly thought they had something there and then part three is coming out uh, in a couple months actually. And uh, a movie that I really enjoyed when I watched was a movie called Whiplash and I'm, I'm kind of surprised it made only 13 million because it was a really good movie. The acting that i think that it won like uh best supporting actor for jk simmons and it won like best screenplay at the oscars and it was it was really it was a really good movie like you you'll watch it and enjoy it i think and last but not least that's when dear white people came out in theaters it wasn't like a big commercial hit but it spawned the netflix series so that was just like that seemed like a, a good movie and I actually saw it because of Tiona Paris and you know I mean I'll, I'll just leave it at that but yeah I I really enjoyed that movie as well uh, then uh, some TV shows that came out in 2014 uh, the first one is True Detective which I find kind of interesting because it came out in 2014 and we just got the third season this year I think it's because they, they're using movie stars, so they have to make sure they can get their schedules cleared. Season 1 was phenomenal. Season 2 was perhaps one of the biggest drop-offs in quality of any TV show you can think of in like recent history. And I've heard good things about Season 3. I wanted to wait till the season finished before I actually got into it. And then some other shows that debuted in 2014, like The Flash. And my theory is, like, just how is everyone just faster than Barry Allen? Like, being in Mumu must slow him down so much. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, another show that came out in 2014 was Gotham, which is uh, going into its final season. So they announced. And some other was, oh, Fargo. That was, that's, that is an amazing show. And the way they've managed to weave in some of the seasons, because... The, the seasons are like standalone but they managed to sort of weave in and out between some of the seasons and it's it, it is extremely well done looking forward to the next season whenever that happens to be and then 
2014 seemed to be like a really good year for uh, black TV shows. So, of course, Blackish came out, uh, created by Kenya Barris. And that, that has been like pretty, has been a pretty solid show up till now. I know it was a lot better initially, but yeah, I thought that was, it's been a really good show. Uh, also, How to Get Away with Murder. That brought us Viola Davis. Uh, that she she has made that her own, and at least Keating. A lot of people really think that they would hire her as a lawyer, but she has her issues. But that's what makes a great character. And of course, Power came out in 2014 as well, which is like a cultural phenomenon at this point, uh, with Ghost and Tommy and Kanan. But you know how that went. And then lastly, is a show called Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And in a lot of people's estimation, he was like the best thing to come out of The Daily Show. And some even say he might be better because the way he takes on the, the, the subject matter with humor, but he is dead serious about these things. And that's, that's like a show that you can really... Uh, get informed while you're being entertained and I think that is such a tricky ask and he seems to pull it off just well uh, so now I want to get into our recommendations uh, that we specifically had for today and the I had three the first one is a documentary uh, the fire festival documentary on Netflix it it kind of made me sad in a way because like it it seems to be like a documentary more on white privilege it just shows like as a white man in america you can get away with anything and that's not even exaggeration like he just kept he kept failing upwards and the lies just became more extravagant. And okay, so a little bit of backstory. So uh, a while ago, there was I, it was all over social media where uh, there was this fire festival being advertised or promoted, and it was basically a bleep show of people not getting what they were promised, not getting anything at all. And this documentary just chronicled everything. And of course, Jaro, because why not, right? And this is not something from 2014. But yeah, it, it involved Ja Rule. And they were trying to host a festival with no experience, uh, no logistical setup, no place to throw it, no pl nothing, basically. And this guy just thought of it as his, as his birthright. And, and we're basically taken through a lot of the fallout of what occurred. And a little bit of a where are they now in some in respects and of course you'll see the andy guy you must have seen all those memes but they'll make a lot of sense once you start putting them in this context but yeah i recommend that because you'll see just how much a white man can get away with uh the second show i want to get into is a show called the good place it was created by michael Schur. he was on the office and he created Parks and Recs. And it is a really intelligent show. It's a comedy. 
and it stars uh, Kirsten Bell. She was in Veronica Mars and House of Lies, and it was it's it's the kind of show where well I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's basically about what happens when you die and you go to heaven, and it's just a lot of it's really well done comedy, and they just completed the third season. So if you want something to binge on, it's 13 episodes a season, I think. And it's like a half hour show. So it's really, it's really funny. And there's a Nigerian character, but thankfully he doesn't have like the typical Nigerian accent. But yeah, and he's like, he's a multi-layered and multifaceted character. So it's not like just one thing where he like draws an eye roll after eye roll. And it's, it's really well done. And then the final one, uh, final show I want to talk about is a show called Black Monday. Uh, it just debuted, uh, so it's still in this first season, and it's on Showtime. And it's a period of piece of sorts where Showtime just went extra retro on the entire thing. So they made it with even the opening credits, something straight out of the 80s. So it's basically a show that chronicles what happened on Black Monday which was essentially the biggest or worst day or worst crash in stock market history. And uh, it's really well done. It kind of feels at times like a redux of House of Lies because it stars Don Cheadle. But it it has like a, a, a kind of actually darker side to it. Like it's Don Cheadle, it's Regina Hall, uh, Paul Shear, and... (laughs) And basically, you can say Cocaine is one of the co-stars as well. That's how much it features in this show. And it is debaucherous, but it is, it's just a show soaked in greed and 80s nostalgia. Like, by the time you see the size of the, the cell phones and the cars and, of course, the fashion, the hair, it's, it's something I, I could see uh, lasting for a while. So the, uh, the recommendations are... The Firefest documentary, The Good Place, and Black Monday. All right. Uh, in closing, I just wanted to talk a brief, like, just give like a brief self summary because uh, throughout the process of this show, it made me take a deeper look at certain aspects of my personality, and I feel like that's what happens through every new endeavor. Well, like, you feel like you have an idea of how you would handle it when. It's something new, but it's kind of like marriage. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm married. I'll be guided. I don't. Okay, let me see if I can edit this part. But what I'm trying to say is, like, we tend to think we know exactly how we'll handle a situation or act when we're in these new spaces. And no matter how prepared we think we are, ish happens. So in this case, I, I kind of learned that I, I don't want to say, like, I'm not naturally curious, but it's like, Especially because it sounds a bit counterintuitive uh, to a podcast that's from a know-it-all. But for the most part, I don't go too out of my way to get this knowledge. So it's like, I don't actively seek it. And whether it's knowledge about worldly goings-ons or things with friends. And I'll speak for the latter first in this instance. Because it's like it always felt a bit intrusive. Well, it's like you're poking and prodding. Like if you're trying to find out details of someone's life and sure it may be obtrusive but that's still a bit of a cop-out 
so like like it seems like it might be a bit of a it might be a bit intrusive but let's not mistake it for being knows your team's eating it up but it's still part of being a good friend and you should take an active interest in the lives of your friend like i i hung out with a couple friends oh, a little while ago and there was like some information that everybody else seemed to have and i was in the dark and i'm like oh okay so maybe it's by design or maybe it's just me not being curious enough and it it's something i'm still working on but i feel like as a good friend it's something anybody else could be working on as well it was just like taking an active interest in others and another thing well i i had a friend call me out on this well it was always me saying oh how come you haven't checked up on me or something like that and the friend just like straight up called me on it like yo you say this ish a lot and it's it's kind of like abrasive is grating it's like you just how come you can't just reach out and of course my natural reaction was to be defensive and even like go on the offensive a bit but i was like you know what i actually just like went up through the chat and like searched and found like yeah i say that a lot and i was i was ashamed because like all i'm doing is pointing fingers when I've seen that that is something that's not desirable and I continue to do it. So I feel like as friends, we can be better. Like instead of being the one saying, oh, how come I haven't heard from you? Like just reach out and say, I haven't heard from you. Hope everything's okay. Don't turn it into an accusation. Just you can state it as a fact and and express that. Yeah, maybe we should talk more if you're available. And that that makes it a lot easier. So, uh, so back to the podcast real quick. Uh, I pride myself on being knowledgeable on certain subjects, but often it's for like really random stuff. So, uh, most of it's been absorbed in like a passive way where it's like, oh, all right, that seems interesting and it'll just stick. So, but in order to make this podcast, I had to be more deliberate with my curiosity. I felt like that's something I can apply to other, uh, aspects as well. Like I said. So if there's anything I'm leaving you with today other than the testicles and the salsa or how many women are candidates for the election or which songs, movies, and TV shows came out five years ago or even my current recommendations, it's be more active with your curiosity so you'll know and most of all, nobody else will shape things for you. Uh, Thanks again for listening to the Well Actually podcast. Please follow us on instagram and facebook the well actually pod on twitter we are the wa pod and look us up and follow on uh, spotify google play and stitcher and like i said apple Podcasts, itunes coming soon and i'll talk to you soon thank you